Welcome to the Legend Rewind Podcast, presented by Hall Sports and Outdoors. I'm Rusty Ellis, and my guest today is former Clay County basketball star, Grant Strong. In this episode, we talk to Grant about his start in basketball, what he learned from all the coaches he had growing up. We talk about how he starred and all the accomplishments he had at Clay County during his four years. And we talk about how he ended up at Tennessee Tech today. Without further ado, here's Grant Strong. All right, Grant. So first things first, we've done we've done so many of these interviews. This is almost kind of weird, but tell me, what's your first memory of basketball? My first memory of basketball, <laughs> man, I don't know. That's a it's probably got to go back to uh, you know my my good rivals, uh, district rivals in high school, Pickett County, uh, playing with the Aminette boys and yeah. John Parker Reagan and them, uh, playing on the UCB Nets. That's got to be my first memory of basketball. You've obviously come from a very, very big basketball family. Uh, what, what's that like, first of all? Because obviously we've, we've talked a lot before about how good your parents were, how good Taylor was. Uh, what's that like coming from a big basketball family where that seemingly – I feel like there has to be more y'all talk about at home besides basketball, right? There is, uh, <laughs> definitely. But, yeah, you know, uh, I'm glad I love basketball because, I, you know, I, didn't, I had a choice. But uh, – but basketball seemed right for me, and uh, coming from a long line of basketball, you know, a basketball family, you know, uh, it definitely helped my love, you know, my, my parents loving it, uh, them, them pushing me to do better and, you know, do the most I can in it. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of a funny story, but, uh, you know, it, I, I am where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So how much do y'all talk basketball then? Do you and your dad ever just talk a lot of shop? Do y'all watch a lot of basketball? Like growing up especially, did y'all watch a lot? Growing up, we watched a lot of basketball. But uh, we don't watch so much NBA anymore Yeah, uh, just because of all, you know, it's just an isolation game and different stuff like that. But, you know, uh, we've had a lot of uh, a lot of good talks about college basketball games. We watch, we would travel all over the state to watch high school games whenever I was younger. And, you know, yeah. just – he would point out things, you know. It was like he was trying to coach me up all the time. You know, there was there was no break from basketball, and you know I'm thankful for that. Were there any players you saw growing up that you that really stick out to you that you can remember? And if I had time, yeah, there's there's definitely been some. Uh, <laughs> definitely, been. of course, my dad was a huge Michael Jordan fan, so I watched a lot of <laughs> watched a lot of MJ clips whenever I was younger. But uh, yeah, there was definitely some high school players that I've seen over the years that that really stood out to me. You know, I wanted to be like them. So who's your goat then? Is MJ your goat or is that MJ's my MJ's goat. your goat? Okay, gotcha, MJ's good. So goat. we're on the same page with that thing. Good. Uh, so when did you first begin playing organized ball then? I started playing organized ball probably in the third grade. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I, I went around uh, a lot of different AAU teams in there. I was between my dad had a little little you know hometown team that we would put together and had a lot of good times with that. And then uh, like I said, the UCB Nets, a lot of guy, a lot of guys from the Upper Cumberland area. But, uh, yeah, I'd say I started playing organized ball in third grade. I have to ask you about playing with the guys from Pickett because I've seen y'all. Obviously, I've lived here for a little over three years now, going on three years now, and I've seen y'all battle back and forth on the court so much. What was it like playing with guys like the Aminettes, J.P. Reagan? What was that like? We had we had the Aminette brothers. <laughs> we had John Parker Reagan, Matthew Sales from Livingston. Yep. Oh, my God. So, we uh, <laughs> I played with a lot of great players from around this area. You know, that was a – you know, we would travel. We would travel all over the state, and uh, sometimes out of state. And it was a it was a great experience. And then you know, to see everybody grow up yep. and then play against a lot of those guys, it was awesome. You know, it's been a, it's been a high school was a great experience for me. Those teams had to be just unfair to play against. I'm imagining like you, Zach, and Will, Matthew, Sales, like that 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 had to be just unfair we to play a, against. We won a lot of tournaments together. I'll say <laughs> that. I'll say that much. <laughs> so how how competitive? 
was how much competition was there on the actual team between you guys? Because I know all of you, all of y'all are very competitive guys. Was there a lot of competition internally there? There was definitely, you know, practices with. Uh, <laughs> of course, we were so young. But uh, yeah. yeah, I'd say if we got in a gym and practice right now against each other, that'd be a lot of a lot of crap talking, a lot of competing. Which is, you know, that's a good thing. We would definitely push each other now, and and we did back then too. You know, everybody at that age, everybody wanted to be better than everybody else. So I mean, it's just like it is now. So yeah, it was a it was fun. It was fun to compete with them guys. So who were some coaches at that time when you were first learning the game of basketball? Who were some coaches that made an impact on you that you played for? My dad's got to be the greatest in, greatest in you know, basketball. I figured that would be one That's, of your first answers. He's, you know, he's taught me almost everything I know, really. And uh, you know, um, Joseph helped, Joseph Eminette helped me a lot whenever I was younger. Billy Sales helped me a lot. You know, he was our assistant coach for that AU team. Um, and then once I got to high school, Coach Edwards, you know, he uh, he put me in the right spot. He uh, he ran the offense through me. He trusted me. So you know, he's a he's a big impact on where I'm at today too. What what makes a, a coach a really good coach a good good coach for you? I feel like coaches have to trust their players, and I feel like you know they have to really care for them and love them and want and want what's best for them. You know, I feel like my dad and all those coaches that I just mentioned really had what was best for me in mind, and uh, you know they would put me in positions to make plays, run plays for me to get shots up. You know, uh, you know it as well as I do. I was you know getting double team and triple yeah. team sometimes and. Coach E, Coach Edwards, he would he would put me in situations where I could get free, you know, maybe go one on one, and then sometimes get a you know a good open look. So, you know, I think I think you really have to care about your guys, know what's best for them, and and do whatever it takes to get those guys, you know, in in the right positions to make plays as a coach. So, learning the game of basketball was there a part of it that came naturally to you, or was there, was there a part or an aspect of the game that you really loved over everything else? Not, I mean. I just always loved basketball, and I wanted yeah. to be better. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to go out and compete with the best guys and be able to, you know, and feel like I really fit in, uh, just because you know the way I was. But you know, I feel like I've always been pretty athletic. Um, been blessed with some size. You know, I'm six five. I've got a good wingspan on me. So, you know, uh, you kind of have to be lucky, gifted. Um, but you know, basketball is something that has to be learned. You have to work at it every single day. And uh, you know that's that's why that's why I'm where I'm at. So you mentioned obviously being as tall as you are, being six foot five. So I have to ask because there was that video that resurfaced of you this this past spring when you guys went to state of you, you when you were way younger. Yeah. Did you hit a growth? When did you hit a did you hit a growth spurt at any point? Have you always been taller, or was was there a moment where you shot up? I was short. You know, I, <laughs> I wasn't short, but I was I was shorter in my eighth grade year, and uh, going into freshman year, that eighth grade freshman summer. I hit a growth spread. I think I shot up to 6'3". Wow. Six, six, and what two, were you six, before? I was probably right at six foot. So okay. I, I probably grew three inches in that summer. And, uh, you know, that really helped. It changed the game for me. allowed me to do more stuff. Okay. But, uh, you know, I've gradually got taller over the last <laughs> four years. But. I got you. So, AAU ball. Obviously, you mentioned playing with a lot of a lot of great talent. Uh, when, How important is AAU, especially in today's game, when you look at high school basketball for – players to get seen and to get noticed. How important is AAU basketball? You know, I failed to mention Coach uh, Kevin Feltner out of Jefferson City. He's a – I played AAU for him uh, the last – I guess my last three years of AAU with the Tennessee Bobcats. Okay. Great, great, great organization, great guys, great coach. Um, AAU is – AAU is something today that, that really gets guys on the map. Of course, with the transfer portal now in college basketball, yeah. there's not that many opportunities flying around. Yeah. So uh, – you know, organizations that want to really, like I said, do what's best for the guys on their team and, and really get them that exposure, AAU is the way to go. Uh, 
you know, you can travel all over the world, play a lot of great competition, see a lot of great guys. You know, it's uh, that's where that's where coaches go. You know, uh, our coaches went on a trip last last weekend, going out and recruiting. So uh, you know, those live periods of AAU is where scholarships are earned. So what what's is there a big difference between AAU basketball and high school basketball as far as like structure? Is there a big difference there? There's definitely a big difference. You know, <laughs> AAU basketball is a lot. I consider it a lot like the NBA. You know, a lot of ISO, okay. a lot of isolation game, different stuff like that. But you know, high school ball is more structured. You know, you got plays, different stuff like that. Um, yeah, there's a big difference. But for me, high school basketball that that was that was my favorite. I, I really like high school basketball above AAU just because of the guys that I was playing with. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a difference. So let me ask you this, and I know I know you're going to give me a humble answer because that's who you are. But was there a moment in a, whether it be an AAU at the high school level or even before? Was there was there a moment where you realized that you were pretty good at basketball and that you could maybe take it pretty far? You know, growing up, I always said I wanted to I wanted to be on D1 scholarship. Mm-hmm. I wanted to play at a D1 school, and I wanted to you know possibly play professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, going into my junior year, that you know, uh, sophomore and junior summer. You know, I thought I was all right my, my sophomore it year. Took, it was that long before you really thought, okay, wow. It was, because I'm, I'm one of those guys that, I, you know, I'm always going to question myself. Okay. You know, am, I, okay. am I good enough? You know, stuff like that. And that's why I always push myself, because, you know, I'm never, I'm never satisfied with myself. So uh, I would say it was that sophomore going into junior year before I really realized, like, hey, you know, I, I've got a chance at this. So, you know, so why not work harder and make sure that it gets done? So talk about the differences in, in terms of, like, school ball. When you go from middle school to high school, what are the biggest differences in those? Because I've heard some people say this, that when you get to high school, it almost feels like an entirely different game. Did you find that to be the case? Like, I know middle school is a lot about development, and I know high school is where you start actually competing. Is that the case? That's definitely the case. You know, 7th uh, and 8th grade, you know, all the way from 5th to 8th grade, you're just in that development stage. You know, you're trying to figure out what you're good at and stuff like that. And then once you get to high school – High school basketball is is much more physical. You know, you're playing against guys that could possibly be four years older than you. It's just like college. Um, so it's a big difference. You know, the the strength, the the length, the size, everything's a big difference coming out of you know middle school into high school. It's definitely a big difference. It's just like jumping from high school to college. You know, there's a I'll say it myself. You know, this been this been my fourth week here at Tech. That first week, you know, it took a lot of getting used to uh, because of the length of guys. You know, we've got three guys that are 6'10", 6'11". Length, strength, physicality, everything, you know, it's all different. Mm-hmm. So, in middle school, talk about what, part, what, what parts of your game do you feel like you developed the best in middle school? Because obviously you, you, you've told me so many times that you're still working on your game. You're still trying to get better. What did you focus on in middle school trying to really get good at? In middle school... I really focused on my ability to drive the basketball because in middle school I had a shot. I could I could shoot the three like no like no other. Um, and then, you know, I worked a lot on getting in the paint, making the right play, finding the right guy. And then once I went to high school, you know, I lost that three a little bit. I, I lost my shot a little bit, but I was still great at getting to the lane and and you know and finishing up the guys sometimes. And then you know it just it took a lot. You know, you got to be a full package. You know. And uh, my dad's always told me, like, you got to be great at something different every single season. Yeah. Because, you know, if you play the same guy four years in a row, you're going to eventually get to where you can guard him because you've got him figured out. So my dad's just always told me to be unpredictable. You know, never know what you're going to do. Don't let it, never let the defense know what you're going to do. 
So, you know, it's uh, I've always worked on something different in my game. So before we talk about your, your high school career, talk about what it's like playing in Salina, period, because, I mean, I think in this area, especially the 1A, the 1A schools, the support that you see for them is unreal, and you almost see bigger crowds there than you see, you know, 2A, 3A, 4A. Uh, talk about the support. You obviously got to see it when Taylor was there. Uh, your parents played there, and they've said nothing but good things about it. What did you think about the town of Salina and playing there? The town of Salina is definitely a basketball community. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it's was, passionate, yeah, right? Yes, they're very passionate about their basketball. And, you know, it's it's great to go to, you know, go into a home game and look out there whenever you walk out of the locker room and see almost a full crowd. You know, it really uh, it gives you that energy. It gives me some cold chills. You should give me some cold chills going out there. So, um you know, nothing but love from the community and the people around me, everybody that supported me. You know, those guys really helped me. You know, those guys and girls really helped me uh, be who I am and uh, get to where I'm at. Have you lived in Salina your whole life? Whole so, life. so who were some players? Did you did you go to a lot of games growing up? I went to a lot of games. Uh, Trent Bowles was the first high school player I ever remember looking at and be like, you know, he's yeah, he's got it. You know, I he's got good. You. he's a really good player. Um, so, you know, and then we had, of course, that Tyreek team with Peyton, Peyton Smith, Dawson Russell, White Mabry, um, you know, those guys. You know, I just really felt like seeing the crowd cheer for them and everything, it urged me. You know, it, really, it made me really want to be in high school. Okay. And, uh, and, and get to that level and, you know, make, make people cheer for me, cheer for my team. So, did you, were you ever on the same team as Tyreek or no? So, no. what would that have been like if you two had played together? <laughs> it would have been, what would, a, been, what would that have been like? It would have been fun, for sure. Uh, you know, he was. He was the guy of his team, and uh, of course, he graduated. He graduated with my brother. I'm not sure what year it was, but there was a year in between. Whenever I, I was in, I was in the seventh grade. Whenever he graduated, okay. so was, there was a year off there between us, and uh, you know, it would have been, uh, it would have been definitely fun. Especially when you got to your kind of peak, where you were back to back, Mr. Basketball. Did you ever talk to him? Did he ever reach out to you? Of y'all, where he was at Indiana State, we never really talked. We would, you know, we would okay. talk some on social media, but. Uh, you know, I'm happy for him where he's at. He's a UT now. That's a, you know, that's a big jump. You know, I wish him all the luck. You know, nothing but the best. We actually played them second game of the season. So, uh, I'm looking forward to playing against him. I never really – we would play some in the gym. You know, he, yeah. he was always in the gym. Uh, so, I would go in whenever I was a seventh or eighth grader. And we would we would play one-on-one okay. -on -one and uh, different stuff like that. But I'm, I'm excited to play him. <laughs> so, let's talk about your high school career now. So, we've talked about that jump from middle school to high school. Uh, talk about your freshman year. How did you adjust to the game, and, and what, were, what were some things, what were some challenges you faced? Uh, now that you look back on it, you know, like I said, I was, I was figuring things out because I did hit that growth spurt going into my freshman year, and that kind of changed things because I'm, I didn't get slower, but uh, you know that length and stuff. You know, I, I was able to do more things, and I was kind of trying to figure out what all I could do. Um, you know, kind of find out what my limits were at that age, and. Um, you know, I didn't play. I didn't play much my freshman year, and that pushed me a lot. You know, I wanted to help the team. You know, I feel like you know the freshmen that came in with me, we really pushed our guys in practice. You know, you got to have those practice players that are going to push those starters. Um, you know, and get them prepared for the game. So, you know, um, not getting those minutes my freshman year, I think it. You know, it really pushed me and helped me be the player I am today. Were there any player, older players that kind of like showed you the ropes that where you were kind of their rookie of sorts? Was there any that you can remember? Landon Woodcock, B.J. Everton, Gavin Silk, all those seniors. You know, I think there was, I think there were seven or eight seniors that year, my freshman year. Oh wow! So you know, all those guys, they uh, they showed us the ropes. Really told us they they were great leaders. They showed us what it was going to be like, what it takes to be great. Because they had been to my eighth grade year, they went to state, got put out in the first round, and then my freshman year, we got beaten sub state by a really good team. 
So, you know, they uh, they showed us what it was going to take to be a great team at Clay County High School. So talk about your sophomore year then. Obviously, you went from, you said, not playing a lot at all to all of a sudden you're one of the main focal points of the offense, if not the main focal point of it. Uh, talk about just how, how fast did that happen? Kind of when you go when you go and you look at like the summer before your sophomore year. It took a lot of preparation. You know, uh, I remember the day after we lost my freshman year in the sub-state game, the day after we lost, I was in the gym after school getting shots up because me and Jake Ashaw, he was going to be a senior that next season. I looked at him and I said, next season starts today, man. I said, you know, we got to get prepared because there's going to be a lot of weight on our shoulders. So um, it took a lot of preparation, but I feel like me and him and uh, Jake's other senior, uh, Mason Sharp, I feel like we all three, you know, really uh, held a torch for that team, put a lot of weight on our shoulders, and we made it to state. Unfortunately, got canceled due to COVID, but uh, I feel like we had a chance at winning state that year, too. So that's what I was going to ask you next. You know, obviously, it's all just a bunch of coulda, woulda, shoulda at this mm -hmm. point, uh, but, and it's a bunch of what if at this point. Um, how did you, how well do you think this team would have done? Because I think looking back on it, I don't remember who y'all's first round matchup was, but I remember when I did research on it, I was like, I feel like they've got a good chance to at least make it to the Final Four. What did you think? We definitely, yeah, we we definitely had a great chance of making it to the Final Four. We played, uh, we were scheduled to play MAHS, the team we played. The team you beat in the state championship, mm -hmm. yeah. The so we were scheduled to play them in the first round. We went, we were playing our best ball at that time. You know, we had our ups and downs just like any other team during regular season, during district and region. But we went, we lost the region championship to Monterey, went to Eagleville, ranked yeah. one in the state and beat them by 15. Yeah. We were playing our best basketball at that time, and, you know, it's kind of like this year. You know, uh, or, you know, this last season, we ran out of luck. You know, we, we had a bad game. And, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, once you get into late season, you know, postseason, it takes luck. It takes health. you got to be healthy, and you got to have some things go your way. So, uh, yeah, I feel like we were playing our best basketball, and things could have went our way that season, my sophomore year. You know, you reminding me that Monterey was who won the region championship. It just, it's amazing to me how good that district was your entire career. That district was tough. Single A in our district, I mean, we've probably got the, I, I want to say we've got the toughest district in single A. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of great teams that are left out because, you, you know, only two teams from that region go into sub-state and, you know, get a shot at state. There's a lot of great teams in our district and our region. And, uh, you know, that, that helps us, honestly, because once we got to state, we had already seen a lot of great teams, so we had that experience. How much of what made that district tough was just the coaches in that? Because, obviously, you've talked about Coach Edwards, Coach Aminette. You know, there was Adam West at Monterey, Kevin Thomas at Jackson County. How how much of it was just the tough coaches that you had to go up against every night? Those guys definitely did a lot of film study. And <laughs> they would try to figure us out. They were great coaches. They always had great game plans against us, and we always had great game, game plans against them. So, you know, uh, it kind of just came down to, uh, you know, who, who was really the better team because coaches would do their job. They would have their team's mindset right. They would have their team's game plan right. So it just came down to who was going to make shots and who was going to do what it took. I remember thinking, like, the moment, and you, you already said it, when uh, I realized how tough that district was, when you guys, Pickett and Monterey, were all in the region semifinals. And the first thing I thought of was, wow, one of these teams is going to have to go home yes. tonight. And that, and that, that to me, is crazy. Do, do you think playing in a tough district and a tough region, do you think that really is part of what propelled you guys to achieve the ultimate goal your junior year? For sure. Yeah, I mean, everything, you know, Experience is a huge key, and uh, you know we had that experience because our district and region was so tough. Um, seeing all those great players and those great teams, those great coaches, 
you know, we kind of we kind of knew what it was going to be like whenever once we got to sub-state and state. So I have to ask because obviously this has turned into if if it wasn't already, it's turned into one of the best rivalries in the Upper Cumberland between you guys and Pickett. Um, what's your favorite memory playing against Pickett County? My favorite memory playing Pickett was probably there's probably two games uh, junior year district championship at home. Of course, we were still going through the COVID yes. Yeah. So we got to play our district and region championships at home. Uh, district championship, they came out. We didn't play our best ball, and it was a tie. We were up by, we were up by three with like our seven. That was the Hunter Wattenbarger shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember Wattenbarger corner right in front of our stu- uh, corner three right in front of our student section. Huge shot, and uh, you know that was a fun game because we ended up beating them in overtime by ten. That was a huge game, and then there was a lot of hype leading up to that region championship. You know, we uh, we weren't going to let that same thing happen again. So uh, we came out and we played our best basketball that night. I think we beat them by 11 or 12. So I have to ask you this, and Noah is probably going to tell me to cut this out later when he hears me ask this. So I have to ask, do you think they're happy that you finally graduated? Because I don't. I, talk, I was talking to your dad after the district. It was either the district or the region championship this past year. Did you ever lose to Pickett County when you were in high school? I didn't think you did. 14 and 0. That is crazy to me because th- those were some really good teams. Like, I think that people see that number and think that, like, Pickett County just didn't play well. No, they played really well in a lot of those games, but you guys just played better, seemingly. We uh, we lost – throughout my four years, we lost to two district teams. We lost a regular season game to Gordonsville. Okay. A regular season game to Monterey and a region championship to Monterey. And that was it? That was it. That was the only three district games uh, I ever lost. District or – or region. That is that's incredible. That's a, looking back on my district. My dad. So I was talking to my dad about it today. He never lost a district game in wow. four years. So uh, you know I didn't quite catch him, but uh, you know that's a huge accomplishment. Like I said, we play in a great district and region. So uh, yeah, to only lose uh, to only lose three games in four years of district or region play is huge. Yeah, I'll tell you the moment. It's funny you mentioned your dad there when I interviewed you know him, your mom, and Taylor for this podcast. He mentioned that he. He was just he just had an okay career and I asked him how many points did you end up with and he told me like oh like 22 2300. You it. are definitely your dad's son. Y'all are definitely related. Yeah. Yeah, he's a very humble man. And, uh, <laughs> he played with a lot of great players. Jeff Arms, Joey Coe. Uh, my uncle was actually his coach, Thomas Watson, one okay. of the greatest coaches ever Clay County High and you know they had a great team and uh, my dad would kind of go as an underdog sometimes yeah. just because he had some great players with him but a lot of people realize what he did for that team, and he was a—he uh, was kind of unshown senior, uh, you know, a leader, and uh, he was a, uh, yeah, he's, he had a great career as well. So now let's talk about your junior year. Uh, this is where you went—you already had a great sophomore year. I think you averaged like what, 22, 23 a game. Yeah. You had a, you averaged something like that, and I remember talking to Kaylee about this. We were saying, okay, well. How much further can he go? He's already doing this. And then you go from that to averaging, what, 32, 32. 30? It was – that was unreal. So, what did you – did you add anything to your game? What was the difference from sophomore to junior year for you? The difference from sophomore to junior year was me losing Jake and Mason because they were kind of those guys, you know, they would they would help me get those points. And, I mean, I had Jeff and Eli and Keaton and, and some other – Gunner especially my yeah. junior year. Um, you know, there was a big difference there because – Gunner was our only senior. You know, I had to help be a leader with him. And, uh, you know, I really knew I had to step up my game if we wanted to accomplish what we did. So, uh, you know, I put in a lot of work in that offseason. And, uh, it, you know, it definitely showed. <laughs> so, 
at what point your junior year did you think, because you said in an interview with me pretty early on that your goal was to bring a gold ball back, and I want to say that interview was in, like, mid-January. And that's obviously almost, you know, two months before the state cha- state tournament even is played. When did you realize this team might be special, that y'all could maybe maybe accomplish that goal? Whenever we were we were going in a district tournament. You know, like I said, we were playing our best ball. Um, and then once we beat Pickett in the district championship, it's hard to beat a team four times in one season. Yes. And, you know, we beat them that third time. I feel like it's harder to beat them that third time than it is that fourth time. Mm-hmm. So we beat, them that, uh, we beat them that third time. And I was like, you know, we're we're pretty solid. You know, we've got some we've got great leaders, we've got great rebounders, we've got guys that can shoot it all over the court. We've got great defenders and Eli and Gunner and Jimmy Virchett coming off the bench. Yeah. I mean he uh, he helped us a lot in our in our late season. And so uh, you know I'd have to say going into the district tournament I was like, you know, we can do this, you know, uh, and a lot of guys didn't believe it. Yeah. You know, some of the community probably didn't believe it. <laughs> and I might not have believed it sometimes when I said it, but you know, you gotta believe, you gotta you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do and uh, that's what we did. So Let's talk about the state tournament that year then. Uh, you played Madison Academic. Was that first? And then was it South or North? Was it one North, of the Greens? Green. It was one of the Greens. And then you played, obviously, MAHS. Uh, it was funny because in all three of those games, I think you guys started out behind in most of those games. What, why was that team so good at just rebounding and not falling apart when it fell behind? We never got frustrated with one another. Mm-hmm. We knew that, you know, and it's like in that championship game, we were down what fourteen. It's fourteen to two, I think. Fourteen early to on. two, early, you know, early in the game, we got a media timeout. Thank God for that media timeout. <laughs> we sat down, and coach looked at us and he said, "You know, it's a long game. You know, there's a lot of time left, and we're only down twelve. Yeah, we've been down twelve many times. So, uh, and we never got frustrated with one another. Um, we knew that we were going to do what we do, and we were going to go on our spurts and our runs, and they were going to hit a few yeah. spurts and runs, and we just had to bounce back better than they did. <laughs> so, uh, you know. We never got frustrated. We never got. We never changed the way we played. Yeah. We stayed at our same speed. We did what we do. And, you know, that's a. That's one reason I feel like we did what we did. Actually. Is that the difference between good teams and championship teams? Is that not not you know falling into the trap of playing yes. the game your opponent wants to play and staying the course with your style? You got to make the opponent play your speed. You got to make them play your speed, whatever that may be. You know, you change the speed of the game for some teams. And. Uh, you know, I felt like we did a great job of that our whole junior and senior year. Um, you know, we uh, we made teams to game, play the game that we wanted to play. We would we would run it up the court whenever we wanted to, and we would slow it down when we wanted to. And you know, I feel like that's the difference in championship teams and, and regular teams. So uh, let's talk about the shot you hit right before half. Then, so first of all, I have to ask: Did you did you have any? Did you believe at all that that ball was going to go in when you yeah. launched it from half court? Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny because. Whenever I can't remember what was left three three seconds something like that. Yeah, we I think in, I think when y'all got possession, it was like three and a half seconds. Yeah, was and we, were, we were inbounding it under our, our um, the opposing team's basket, so on their baseline, and we um, I wasn't getting face guarded right then, and I was like, well, if they're gonna let me walk up the half court and shoot it, then that's what I want. So um, you know, I got to the middle of the court, and it's funny we actually practiced that shot yeah. in practice sometimes because <laughs> you never know what the last shot of the game is gonna come down to or a halftime shot, and. Uh, you know, uh, I released it, kind of got a clean look at it, released it, and I was I was watching it float through the air, and you know, I was thinking, it's online, does it have the distance? And to see that ball go in, it changed the whole, changed the swing of the game. Because yeah. did that did that shot give you all the lead, or did it? It was twenty two to twenty four, and, and we, that uh, gave you all the shot twenty five, twenty four going in the half. At that point, you had to feel invincible, right? Like at that point, you're like, if we just play our game, it was a huge, it was a huge turning point in the game for sure. Because then coming out of halftime, 
I think we, I mean, we played even with them until the fourth, and then we hit a spurt. So, um, you know, it was it was a big shot to give us some momentum coming out of half. Talk, so I want to ask you about one of your teammates now. We've, we've talked about Gunner several times, but he was obviously huge in the second half of that mm -hmm. game as well. First of all, how was it that he was able to get to the rim and finish so well? Because, I mean, no offense to Gunner, I've loved talking to him. He's obviously was a very, very talented player. But he's not tall. No. And he was going in against guys that probably had five, six inches on him, and he was just finishing with ease around them, over them. Just talk about – was there a point when that didn't seem real for you? At there was a play there. He lost the ball. I was standing on the right wing. He lost the ball in the middle of the court, picked it up, did a Euro step, and then <laughs> swings it around with his right hand and makes it. And I was just thinking, you know, I've seen him do that because me and Gunner used to have some duels whenever he was yeah. an eighth grader and I was a seventh grader. And, uh, you know, I, I hadn't seen him make plays like that since, since way back when. And, uh, you know, to see him, and he was having fun that day. Yeah. He was having fun. He didn't play great in those first two games, but he was a great leader. He, uh, you know, he kept our heads on wrap. And, uh, you know, he, he knew what he had to do. And uh, he stepped up. And for that to be his last high school basketball game, he can live with that for the rest of his yeah. life. You know, that's, uh, that's something to be proud of for sure. So, I, I can imagine Gunner's pretty high up on this list, but who were some of your favorite teammates you played with, you know, when you look at your high school career? I, I imagine Jeff's obviously up there. But who else? Everybody that I've ever played with. You know, um, my freshman year, Landon Woodcock, B.J. Emerson, great guys, some of my best friends. Sophomore year, Jake, Mason, Gunner, that whole team was, was unbelievably nice. You know, we, we were all great. And then uh, junior and senior year, Gunner, Jeff, Eli, for sure, Jimmy, John, Keaton, all those guys. You know, uh, I feel like our friendship and growing up playing with those guys uh, all the way from fifth grade had something to do about it. But uh, great friendships, very close, tight, and we wanted to do what it took to see the other one win. Yeah. So, you know, we were going we to do what it took to, to get the most out of each other. So after you guys win the state title obviously that is when a lot of your recruiting really picked up as well uh talk about how you landed at tech and, and why it is ultimately you made the decision to come to cook you know uh i wore the belmont shirt in the, into the press conference <laughs> I remember after, that. Winning, after winning state and uh you know belmont would have been you know that was that was a place but I, I wanted to end up at belmont tech or lipscomb okay and uh, kind of stay local a little stay bit. Local. I'm a local kid, you know. I want to. I want to stay home. I'm a mom and dad's boy. Uh, <laughs> I want to stay close to home because you know I, I love where I'm at. And uh, to be at Tech for them to give me the opportunity to come over here and play 45 minutes from home, Division One school, great coaches, great teammates. It's uh, it's a dream come true, really. And once they threw that offer out there on the table, and I got to know the coaches better, Tech or Belmont, Lipscomb could have offered, I would have been a Tech. Okay. Just the, the relationships I've built here and what they're about, it's the best place for me. So your senior year, one thing, one other thing I remember that wasn't basketball related was you also somehow played and excelled at two other sports, at least while you played them. I know you obviously played football. How many weeks of the season did you play? Because I played seven uh, seasons. I, I remember uh, – I can't remember who it was that told me. I think it was one of the assistants uh, – told me that uh, you at some point you were just like, yeah, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I need to start going back to school. But then I asked about how you were playing, and they were like, oh, he's looking like the number one receiver on the team. So so what was that like playing football? And then talk about baseball season as well. You got to play that as well. Um, going into senior year, I talked with my dad. I talked with a lot of my friends. We were like, you know, we want to do it all this year. It's the last go-round. So uh, 
the football coach and me had a great relationship. Relationship. I had class with him two times a day, and uh, he finally talked me into it. So I went out there and got a uniform, and I didn't even tell my mom and dad until after I joined the team. I sent him a picture in my uniform. We actually had a, a game that day. I didn't get to play in, but uh, so to get to play those those sports with those guys, you know, some of my best friends, Carson Sharp, great football player, Joseph Markham, Alec Curry, Keaton Arms, all those guys, uh, and then Jeff and Eli actually came out too. So to to go through a different experience with some yeah. of my best friends was was awesome. And then baseball was baseball. I wish I played all four years of baseball. Yeah, really it was did. a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Baseball's yeah, a very relaxed sport, you know. <laughs> um, so uh, baseball, baseball and basketball. I did so much love football. There's a lot of work that goes into football. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of heat, some cold nights as well. And uh, I did not get hit. That's that's. But uh, yeah, there was a point during football season, and uh, I talked to the coaches. And um, there was a point during football season whenever basketball was fixing to start up, yeah. they were fixing to play some games, you know, some uh, you know preseason games. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't miss those games. Yeah. So uh, I had to come back. I feel that. So talk about your uh, your first few weeks at Tech. You've kind of mentioned it a little bit. Obviously, Tech made really big waves on the transfer portal locally when they brought Grant Slatten back. Uh, what's that been like? Have you two uh, been able to play together a lot? So we're me and Grant are actually roommates. So <laughs> that's uh, awesome. So yeah, and me and Grant played some. I played with another team whenever I was younger. Um, it was the, called the Magic. Okay. And uh, that was coached by Bobby McWilliams at Upperman, and uh, his son Jace, Grant, uh, Chris Pig, Eli Burris from Jackson County. Okay. We all played on uh, some AAU teams together as well. So me and Grant, we played a lot together and a lot against each other. So we knew a little bit about each other and. Uh, you know, we brought in a lot of great guys from junior colleges. Yeah. And uh, my first four weeks here at Tech have been nothing but great, really. I mean, it's, uh, you know, Cookville's always only been 45 minutes away, but right now it feels like home. You know, it already feels like home four weeks in. Um, and that, that's a great job by teammates, coaches. You know, they make, they make you really feel welcome. So I've got two more questions for you, so you're almost done. Don't worry. <laughs> but uh, you, you had a quote that, that I've kind of – it's kind of stuck with me when you said this. This was after the game against Peabody. Uh, which, by the way, I don't know if you ever heard about what those guys were saying in the press conference. You guys were 100% their state championship, though, and uh, that just is what it is. But you, you, you said something along the lines of someone asked you, you know, when you look back on your time in Clay County, what are your hopes for your legacy? And you said, I just want them to remember me. I don't think you realize that not a lot of high school kids say that. Can you elaborate on that? Well, what did you mean by that? Clay County is a very special place to me. It's where I've grown up my whole entire life. I know a lot of, you know, I almost know, Clay County is a small town, so I almost yeah. know, I don't go anywhere where I don't know somebody. Yeah. So, um, whenever I said that, I just wanted people, you know, I, I did a lot in my, in my four years. Um, you know, I was, I want to say I was, I was district MVP three times, region MVP twice, um, never lost a district championship. Only lost one region championship. But so who was the region MVP at the time you didn't win it? Was that Peyton? Peyton, Peyton that was Peyton, okay, I thought yeah. so. And then uh, brought something back to Clay County that's never been done before. Brought a gold ball back, back-to-back Mr. Basketballs. I just wanted people to remember me and remember me high up on that list of, okay. of guys to come through there. I got so, you. Uh, that's, what, that's what I meant by that. Okay. So... Last thing, and I like to end all these the same way, uh, give some free game to younger athletes. Obviously, you're, you're still young. You're still in your prime, so that's, that's got to feel weird to hear somebody say that to you. But to younger athletes who want to maybe get to this, this place where you're at now where you're playing D1 ball, you're a back-to-back Mr. Basketball winner, you're a state champion, what's some advice you would give them? And then what is also some advice you'd go back and give your younger self? Always believe in yourself. 
never give up and just really just trust the process. You know, it's a, it's a long road. Um, you know, and this goes for life in general. There's a lot of ups and downs in basketball and life. And, uh, you know, you just got to really keep pushing, believe in yourself, know that you can do it, and find somebody that really cares and wants to see you do great. And, and lean on them, allow them to push you, you know, uh, and, and try to never be outworked, never be outworked. Once again, that was former Clay County basketball star Grant Strong. This has been the Legend Rewind Podcast presented by Hall Sports and Outdoors. For UCR, I'm Rusty Ellis.